Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, lead handicapper over at Winners and Winers. My name is Scott Steen. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwinners.com. And to do, together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott, I know you're always excited about doing the show, but you're even more excited for the show to start today because I was assailing your ears with country music. So, yes, <laughs> I know you're you're ready to get going. Look at you all clean, clean shaven and closely shorn. Look, look at those locks, man. Very nice. I'm gonna have to show my ID everywhere I go for the next like week in Vegas, but we'll see what happens. Very good. What's up, Ninja Thirteen? Good morning to you, Matthew Torvik in the house. Jacob Houston, happy Monday to you too, my friend. Oh, buddy, buddy, can you feel the excitement in the air? Well, it's... I didn't tell you, by the way. Do you know what I'm? So I'm leaving in a couple of hours for Vegas. On a jet plane? To get there at like 11 o'clock local time. Where are you laying over? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laying over anywhere. Flying direct? Yes, direct. Takes six hours? No, it takes seven hours. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you get the three hours back when you when you time travel. So I understand, but that's what I'm saying to you. If you're, if you're leaving New York at 7.30 and yeah. you're getting to Vegas at 11 o'clock local time... Uh, give or take, like 10, 1030 maybe? That's a six and a half hour flight, buddy. That ain't, that's not what, you're laying over somewhere. Uh, you gotta have times, well, you gotta have times. I have the running. information in front of me, and there's no layover. Are it you better not be a layover. Are you taking a crop Monday. duster? <laughs> uh, the propeller, they gotta spin it a little <laughs> bit, but all I know is, do you want to guess, um, what I'm doing for my first night there? Going to a strip club. No, I'm gonna be locked in my room... Going through my entire bracket. Okay. I have to sit down in an actual location, Vegas for the fun of it, and just do the damn thing. I don't know if you filled out your bracket yet, no. but I'm going to go all out on it. Okay. Why don't you do it on the plane? Um, I'm a plane sleeper. You will inexplicably be in the air for six and a half hours. I will be asleep for at least four of those hours. Okay. All right. I still, I still can't figure out what you're doing for six and a half hours, but... Uh, sleeping. Okay. Uh, morning, uh, gents. Afternoon, James Mounts. What's up? <laughs> I love these two comments back to back. Zach Vaughn, call me crazy, but my bracket has Jackrabbits over Providence in round one. Jacob Houston, how the hell is Providence only minus two against South Dakota State? <laughs> Boom. Well, we had a similar situation uh, in a text chat that we're in with Chris. One of the bets I was looking into first glance was Michigan against Colorado State. Yep. I just like Michigan in the matchup. And Co and Chris was going, yeah. How the hell is Colorado State an underdog? I'm like, uh, because I kind of like Michigan. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking. I kind of think it's a good matchup for Michigan. So here's here it is. We'll talk about this more as it gets closer. Mountain West, fourteen and twenty nine in the Big Dance. Our last forty three. Scott, straight up, not even against the number. Well, I tweeted. I tweeted out. I forgot what the actual. Um, let me see what I got there. But it's not pretty. Historically speaking, the Mountain West has been awful in this tournament awful colorado state's hugely overrated well that's the thing they they just play each other so they're in they're in the bubble they're, they play in the mountain west bubble uh so to speak not not the covid bubble like we've had the last couple years now you have to like make sure but um so you they beat I, up I on each other you don't know how good way. any of these teams are but, but there's a good chance that none of them are very good in the entire in the entire history of the ncaa tournament the mountain west this is straight up 22 and 51. Yeah. 
So I'm not picking many runs by any Mountain West. Can't do it. You can't do it, even though there's a couple of those teams I like. I like Boise. I like San Diego State. I think they're both playing good ball right now, but... Well, I don't know what I don't know whose side you were on for the Michigan discussion, but I'm looking at Roddy, who's clearly Michigan's, uh, who's clearly you know Colorado State's best player, but he has to go up against Dickinson. Yeah, like that's not exactly a great matchup no. for Colorado State, and they really don't have many other guys. No, you're absolutely right. Like Michigan, right. don't get me wrong, is not, Michigan's not a good team per se. The Big Ten still got nine teams in, and mm. a lot of their losses were in conference play. Right. Michigan is still the better team, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. So, so. I saw it was three. I thought about just the money line, just playing it safe. But I think Michigan just has too much firepower offensively. All right. Very good. So a couple of things we need to talk about here, Scott. First of all, this is something I'm extremely excited about because we've never done anything like this, man. So people like I know there was some grumbling last week about the transition and the merger and blah, blah, blah. But here's. Here's the kind of the power that gives us. We're doing a contest this year um, that is going to be a $2,000 total prize fund, $1,000 first place, first place for the winner for the for the best bracket, and it's it's cool as shit. So get over there. We dropped it. We dropped the link in the show notes. It's the uh, uh, it's it's right there. Um, and the and the other cool part about it is is we've put together a guide, a postseason guide uh, for the big dance, and that is available when you sign up for the tournament and for the contest, and it's absolutely free. The whole thing, no money, no risk, no bullshit. Uh, get signed up, get entered in the tournament, get our guide for abs- absolutely nada. Nada. So that's pretty cool as well. And, of course, we're still doing by the, by the way, I looked it up. My flight is five hours and 53 minutes with no stopover. Five hours and 53 minutes. Yeah. So, so that's – okay, so you leave at 7.30. So if you just do the five hours and 53, that's uh, uh, 12.23 local time, right? Um. Well, it says I'm landing at 10.37. So I still think you leave. I still think you lose an hour. I don't understand because if you if you were just staying local, it'd be twelve twenty three. You spread the three hours. That's nine twenty three. I don't get it. Now well, Vegas flight. is minimum of five hour flight anyway. I dude, I understand that. That's so. Yeah. I, I guess it's supposed to be a bit windy. I, I don't know. Uh, you are flying against the wind. You are flying against the the prevailing wind. So that usually adds some yep. time. Tim Earl in the house. What up, Timmy? Um, pretty excited about baseball getting rolling. It's uh, man, this, this is a fantastic month. This is an underrated month. It really, it really is because you, underrated is a bit of a strong word. I think you mean the other sports are also underrated, but well, I think March Madness is never underrated. It, oh, of course it is. When comparing itself to football, I mean, it's it is it's its own thing, man. I uh, to me, I like it better than the month of football playoffs because you've got so ga- you've got games every day. Not counting, not counting the big dance, but you've got this. You've got the CBI, you've got the NIT, you got the CIT, and there is always excellent betting opportunities for those games. So here's how it's going to break down: um, the Max Wagers Network. We, we've we've kind of divvied it up. Um, Sean's going to be doing the, the overview on everything. Uh, Ali Burns is going to be doing the East Regional. East Regional. Uh, Chris King of Paul Parlays is going to be doing. I think what we can agree is the uh, bracket of death. The West, Scott. Uh, definitely appears that way. And then you and you, you and have I, a lot of tough teams in there. You and I are going to be doing the Midwest, 
And then Lenny, Tim, and Nick are going to be doing the South Regional. Since so. most people haven't really remembered the names of the sections, the Midwest has who is the one seed? What's that? The Midwest has who is the one seed? Uh, is that KU? I believe so. Let me look it up here. I got it. I got it. Uh... Yeah, that's the Kansas bracket. Yeah. Yep. So most people don't go by the actual name of the region. They just go by, oh, that's the Kansas section. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've got they've got a pretty good path. Auburn, Auburn and KU both have a really good path to get to the finals. They really do, which makes me think that Auburn's going to immediately fall apart because Auburn's a damn psycho team that I, I don't like at all. So is KU. So is KU. Not maybe not I to the extreme that Auburn the two, is. Because Auburn down the stretch was really brutal. I mean, hell, they lost to AM in their conference tournament. And Kansas I've roasted for years past because of self, but I mean, what have they really done? They lost on the road to TCU. That's what their work that's their only bad performance in the last month. Yeah, well, they had that hor- horrible game at home uh, against Kentucky, where Kentucky just took them behind the woodshed. That was what the first game of the year. No, no, no. That was the uh, that was the SEC Big Twelve crossover here. What middle of February, end of February, whatever. Okay, but I'm okay. Sorry, but the point is, Kentucky was also a two seed. So against bad teams, Kansas has kind of taken care of business. Yeah, agreed. Um, Auburn, I just think is a damn psycho team. Yeah, I, they, they, we've been talking about that all you know all year long. That we didn't necessarily love this Auburn team at uh, at all. And really, I, I don't. See your camera is still having some oh, stuff. Yeah, and he's gone. I'm back. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I see looking around. I see Jacob talking about the Murray State San Francisco game. I got to roast the committee there. You really had to put the two mid-majors against each Hate other it. in the first round? Hate that. You really had to do it? Really? Uh, by the way, is 11-6 the new 12-5? Uh, feels that way. Yeah. You... I see a lot of people talking about Virginia Tech over Texas. In no brackets will I have Texas. <laughs> I just really like this Virginia Tech team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're really good. Uh, Texas is a team that also fell apart down the stretch. Beards teams play good defense. They can't score. And Virginia Tech is really good from three. I like what I saw from Virginia Tech. They got some size on the interior. I'm assuming you also like the Hokies in that spot. It's hard not to. It's it's hard to get behind these inconsistent teams. How much does the late season surge mean to you that Virginia Tech uh, ended up playing so well in the SEC tournament after hitting the buzzer beater to start? ACC tournament, but yes. Or the SEC, sorry. Yeah, the ACC tournament. Sorry, yeah. Well, I feel like an idiot because I had a choice between Virginia and Virginia Tech to win the ACC, and I picked Virginia. So my well, bad. I mean, that's seemed... right state, you know. Like I was close geographically speaking, but yeah, yep. I think it matters. I don't think it, I think it is overblown because you do have a couple days off to regroup. But that Virginia Tech team that I saw was not the same team that you saw for most of the year. That team that I saw in the ACC tournament could make the Sweet Sixteen. And nobody would be surprised. Like that's a really good basketball team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's it's hard to argue Duke with. Behind it. the woodshed, I mean, you beat Duke by double digits. Like yeah. that, that's a really nice win. Spanked him, spanked him. Yeah. Uh, somebody asking about Trey Mitchell for Texas. As of right now, it's unclear. There, it's it's college, so they don't have to put out much information, and they're taking advantage of that. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Roto, and 
He's he's dealing. I'd with assume some, no, but maybe he's dealing with some family issues. So that's yeah. you know who really who really knows. When was the last time he played though? A couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm trying to see the uh, the last game he played was on February the 12th. So it's been a, I'm it's, assuming it's been a month with with it being a month. He's probably not coming back. Yeah, and that was that big win over Baylor. So yeah, I'm assuming he's not coming back, or if he does, he'll barely play because i'm assuming they're gonna have to ease him back into it yeah don't you think yeah um, so, i'm sorry that was texas a loss. can't score I, I mean their offense is terrible and my bad that was a loss to baylor sorry that was a 17 point loss i'm saying baylor, texas so. can't score no beard i know is very has very unique defense but virginia tech can shoot it over the top agreed what's up david good bill mcdonald in the house utah state favored over oregon tomorrow that's what i'm talking about you're going to the nit you're going right into the other tournament going on Man, we, there's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Okay, so let's start with. Um, well, you know what? Let's let's get it out. I of think way. we should probably save the actual first round matchup stuff. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to do some selective stuff there, but uh, as always, guys, don't forget to subscribe. If you haven't if you haven't subscribed to the uh, Max Wagers Network YouTube channel, you should go. You should do that. Um, I don't know. Hopefully. You're what you're able to watch on both places, but don't forget about Max Wagers Network is, is some fantastic content over there. So get get subscribed to that channel, of course, like all that good stuff, smash that thumb. Um, I was gonna say let's talk about what happened over the weekend because if we don't, we'll, we'll go down this we'll go down this path and we'll and we'll never we'll never return, Scott. So and there was some and there was some couple things we really want to talk about for this weekend. So let's do it. Let's find out uh, who was happy and who was sad. The winners, the whiners, the people that took it in the shorts, and the people that took it to the bank. It's the Monday post-conference tournament edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. Let's, uh, let's fire it up, shall we? We will start in the NBA. And, of course, I say that about college football or college basketball. A call of cops, no college basketball. So, um, I could I could bitch about the uh, you know. Well, the last one's going to be a wild card. <laughs> it's something that on a normal Monday it'd be all we were talking about, and we haven't even mentioned it yet. But let's, let's get started. Let's start with the NBA 76ers Magic under two twenty three. They only had two oh eight in regulation. What what Sorry guys, one oh four one oh four game landed two thirty after overtime. Ah, good times. 76ers magic. Sorry, guys. You had it capped right for four quarters, but not four and a third. And looking at the NHL, if you had the Flyers on the money line against the Canadians, they led by one goal in the final minute of regulation. On top of that, they're on the power play. Now, Montreal, of course, is going to pull the goalie anyway, so you're going to have basically even strength. They gave up a shorthanded goal with 43 seconds left. And when it goes to overtime after that, you're not winning. Canadians won. Uh, if you had a Flyers money line ticket, rip it up. Call the cops. Mm, 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 mm. And finally, dun, 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 dun. this is we don't know his name. No, we don't. It's the first time ever. It's an unidentified person or entity for call the cops. But we have to talk about it because it's the guy that paid. $500,000 for Tom Brady's final TD pass <laughs> uh, on Saturday night. Oh, my God. <laughs> like 12 hours before the announcement. <laughs> he had 24 hours, but still. 
Next day, Brady comes out of retirement. <laughs> That's an all-time bad beat right there. Oh, I'm sure that dude is like, okay, I don't want to hope for anybody's injury, but if, if Tom Brady could break his fucking leg at training camp, I sure appreciate it, Lord. Thanks very much. Oof. Now, here's my question about that. Could it, Is there still going to be some value because of the story behind it? We thought it was going to be the last one. It was the last one. Does that add a little more than just a regular Tom Brady TD ball? Oh, it's going to be valuable, just not 500000 Probably not going to be 500000 I, I mean, if you want to talk about what the price would be for a random Brady number touchdown pass, which is basically what this is going to become once the season starts, probably nowhere near that, it's, if I had to guess. Yeah, it's not even the... What uh, is that even? Like, tens of thousands? Maybe ceiling? I don't even know. I don't. It's I don't, a random touchdown pass. I mean, they give out balls to the to fans all the time. I mean, if it was the last one of the season and the year they went to the Super Bowl or the year they won the Super Bowl or something... Then... Yeah, I'm saying it was a random touchdown pass, which turned out that, yeah, it's just a regular ball that a player gives a fan every game mm. after they score a touchdown. So... Mm. Yeah, I'm assuming Brady's going to try to make it right with the guy. We should put we should something. We should put the guy that sold it uh, in the rocking chair because <laughs> that's guy, like uh, I think it was a guy who sold it. I think it was an actual like collection agency. Oh, did I'm he sell sure. it? To, did the, did the dude sell it to somebody? I think he did because I'm pretty sure the seller was some type of okay, walk, like sports collection memorabilia. Yeah, place, of course, whatever. of course. So. All right, so there was Brady. You'll probably give him something, but I'm sure he's not going to pay him 500k. I wouldn't think so. So there was some good news out there. This is the uh, the people that were right where you wanted to be. They had it sussed out right, and nothing went wrong. No shenanigans late in the game. Just a nice, easy win because you were sitting in that Saturday Sunday rocking chair. So the first one in hockey, if you had the Golden Knights and the Blue Jackets over six goals, you had five goals in the first period, followed by three goals in the second. So you don't have to watch any of the third period. Game line did 10. Very good. And uh, I'm going to call an audible here. I'm going to, uh, if you had the, if you had the Vermont game. Okay. In any of them. On Saturday. Well, I'm, this was... This, any of the conference tournament games. Any of them. Yeah, I tried to uh, do a little okey-doke there, but we had the first half play minus eight and a half. Uh, they end up leading the first half by 17. Now, this is a Vermont team that kind of had uh, taken their foot off the gas in the second half. They were much much worse on offense than they were in the in first half versus second half. That wasn't the case on Saturday. They end up winning by 39, which is the most points... Uh, the biggest point differential in a conference final since uh, 1984, I believe. Almost almost 40 years. So Vermont just absolutely uh, mollywhopped them there. Yeah. And the last one, if you had the Maverick Celtics under 214, three quarters had a less than 48 points, and the game landed 187. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. You know, I had the under in that Lakers game. Uh, certainly nice of the Lakers defense to give up, what, 140? Uh, yeah, the Suns scored 48 in the first quarter, I think. Yeah, yeah, just brutal. brutal. They play again tonight, so get excited. No, I couldn't, couldn't care. Couldn't care. Well, you should be excited because it's not on TV. Good time to fade the Lakers. Is there a bad time to fade the Lakers right now? Against the Wizards? Again, anybody. Just... No, I'm saying they beat the Wizards. Does that count? Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, well. Truth is, if you want to bet enough. the Lakers for some reason... Just do a same-game parlay. Just throw it together with LeBron 40-plus points. Because that's the only way they're winning. 
<laughs> and need LeBron to score 50 if they want to win. Right, right, very good. Um, of course, don't forget to uh, check out Winners and Winners the the website. I think sometimes we forget about how good that site is, and this is a uh, this is a great time of year um, to check out Winners and Winners, and check out Picks and Parlays, of course, and uh, Max Wagers Network. All of it kind of uh, it's different di- different perspectives, exactly. So you because you, you're always looking for handicapping advice. If you if you do, you're looking for different opinions and different stats and stuff. So we kind of we kind of make it easy for you because I think we've established our track record as far as great writers, great handicappers at all three of those sites. So make sure you stop by and check those out. Um, right. So what do we, fading the Lakers is a full-time job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim. And it pays well too. Uh, Vermont first half was nice. Uh, anything with their Vermont, their team total over, uh, full game second half. It was hard Hard to go wrong with the syrup suckers on... Uh... See, the thing is, I, I'm going to just segue for a second because I feel like Vermont's a great example of a mid-major that dominated in conference play. Dominated. And yet, you don't exactly know if they're capable of taking care of an Arkansas team. Right. How much do you factor in a recent success and everything in a relatively weaker conference compared to their best win of the season being against... Northern Iowa on the road? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a. But like they haven't played anybody. I don't. I don't give a shit that they rolled through conference tournament play and won every game by thirty at home. That's what I'm saying. Like I really like this Vermont team. I think they're really good. But at the end of the day, I got to at least acknowledge they haven't played anybody this entire season. No, no, and that's and they lost to Maryland in their only game against a ranked opponent, quote unquote, and Maryland sucked. So I like Vermont. I'm rooting for him. I'm really not a big fan of this Arkansas team. No. But I do question if playing an SEC opponent that's still really good is going to be too much. So I'm not automatically penciling Vermont in to the next round in an upset solely because they dominated the weaker teams in the conference. Because we can all agree the American Conference <laughs> not very good. No, it's not good. You know, that's uh, the UMBC, they finished second. They finished, yeah. they, they finished four games back. Of Vermont, and I believe the closest they got this season was 16 points. Yeah, I think they, I think they lost. They lost. No, they lost by 17, 21, and then 39. That's I mean, you can just look at some of these team. games here that Vermont played. They played Maryland, lost on the road by 11. Played Providence on the road, lost by 10. They beat Colgate. I'm just looking for tournament teams. That's a good win. That's it. I mean, that's really all they got. Those are the only. To- uh, that's the only tournament teams that they beaten or played against. I, I do think that athletically Arkansas might have something for him. I will also. say, and I know Tim says he likes Vermont there. Uh, I'm more of long. I'm going to side with David Good in this one. I have fallen for this trap before. We talked about yeah. this a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Don't fall, don't fall in love with these teams that dominate other bad teams in their conference tournaments. Don't do it. Don't do it with the Mountain West. I love Vermont. My God, I'd love to see them make a run. I love the way they play basketball, but history tells us that ain't going to be the case. Well, it? I was rooting for Vermont a couple years ago. I think <laughs> I might have had them. Or, no, I didn't have them, but a lot of people did when Lamb was still there. I think it was Anthony Lamb mm-hmm. and Florida State beat him because you beat a weaker conference, you face off against better athletes with size, Yep. and suddenly the plays and the rebounding rates and all the stats 
they don't apply because you were coasting to every rebound you wanted in a weaker conference. Yep. They play good defense, but it's it's a lot of it has to do with their rebounding differential and the domination. Do you think board. athletically they can hang with Arkansas? Because I think the answer is obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't think so without going point by point. Uh, I'm just not high on the mediocre home teams in the SEC. That's a fair point. That's absolutely fair. That's absolutely a good point. And you know, it's just I look at ceilings. I, I look at how good these teams can play, and I think Arkansas has the potential to be a lot better team than Vermont. I again, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Cats. Uh, of course, I just I, I really am not a big fan of this Arkansas team long term. I don't think they're very good, but when you have that many weapons, do I think that anybody on Vermont can guard Note? No. Do I think they can guard the big men for Arkansas? No. So I think that there's problems. And we know Arkansas is an aggressive defense, so they're going to really make Vermont work for it. Uh, very good. Hey, somebody wanted to talk about the NBA a little bit, uh, Bruce Hayward. Bucks or Jazz, Scott? <laughs> we talked about that game. We almost, it was a silver or bronze medal for Bet the Farm, but you have kind of a personal uh, black cloud hanging over you when it comes to betting the Milwaukee Bucks. Am I correct? I do. In that? They screw me every time. That's what I'm saying. But it was going to probably be the farm play if Gobert was out. And Gobert is supposed to play, so we decided to go elsewhere. But I still like Milwaukee in that spot. Yep, I have to. I have to agree. I have to agree as well. Tim Earls and on board as well. Uh, I've got Bama losing in round one. Uh, who's got? Who's Bama got in round one? They're playing the winner of Notre Dame and Rutgers. Oh, that's right. I, I mean, I I agree. I, uh, well, the truth is, it's kind of tricky because. Bama has the guard play. They're just extremely inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like they've been a mess down the stretch. I was going to say, they've been pretty consistent down the stretch. They've been bad. They've been consistently bad down yeah. the stretch. Yeah. But I'm looking at a spot where Rutgers defensively, I know, can clamp down. Notre Dame, it's kind of a similar boat. Not to the same degree of a Vermont because they're still a Power 5 school. Do they have the athletes to actually like stay in front of Alabama's guards? I don't know. It's a good question. It's. A, I'm it's, gonna wait and see. That's one of the perks of the online brackets that you don't actually have to fill it out until the first four games are over. I would pick Rutgers to beat Alabama. Notre Dame, I'd wait on because Notre Dame also did not play that well down the stretch. Yep. Yep. Good point. Uh, do, do, do. do you agree uh, with that though? Do you like Rutgers to beat Alabama in a hypothetical matchup? I don't like Rutgers away from home. Sorry. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I got Bama there. Um, let's talk about. I mean, if you get if you get that wrong, I don't have any of those teams in the Sweet Sixteen, so you might just get one point off, and they'll lose in the second round anyway. So who cares? Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, Clippers plus the seven tonight. This Clips team starting to play good basketball, Scott. Uh, define good basketball. I mean, better, beat ba- better, yesterday. better basketball. How about that? There's a zero percent chance I'm taking the Clippers. Okay. Because I liked them earlier this morning, mm-hmm. and then Reggie Jackson got ruled out, and then Marcus Morris got ruled out, and now I want nothing to do with the Clippers because they're missing their two best offensive players. Yeah. So it's Cleveland or pass for me. I like the under, but yeah, Cleveland, I think yeah, this Cleveland one should put the clamps down. Yeah, they played one time this season, landed uh, one seventy one. So yeah, <laughs> I like the under, but the Clippers. Unless who Terrence Mann? Like who do you rely on offensively with Jackson and with Morris out? They got nobody. Right. Um, yeah, you got. Yeah, that's just brutal. That's just 
be a pretty good team if they ever got everybody healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, 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 David Good. Well, David Good, that's the point. That's a good point to make is that the mid-majors, you know, have some questionable backups. One issue you see a lot with mid-majors, foul trouble. Because they really can't stay in front of their guys. Right. So if you get a very good player who might be able to do most of the heavy lifting offensively for a mid-major, if he's in foul trouble, game's over. Oh, like they're not winning. No question. Yeah, one of those. If one of your guys, if if one of your guys you're counting on picks up two fouls in the in the first fifteen minutes or so, yeah, uh, you definitely make look at those live plays. Like a good example is the Houston UAB game, right? UAB has one really good player in Jordan Walker, and he's good, really, good. and he's very very good. Yep. If he gets into foul trouble with like let's just say eight minutes to go in the first half, game's over. Like, Houston's going to be up 15 at the half. <laughs> like, they really need to keep him out of foul trouble. So that's the point with a lot of these main mid-major teams. They might have a very good player. Hell, sometimes might even have the best player on the court. But if they get into foul trouble, then the supporting cast is usually going to get torched. Yeah, as far as that game goes, they better make every shot because yeah. they're not getting any boards. I don't, they're gonna I, get killed on the glass. I, I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how they end up getting any. Any. Uh, and I'm assuming Houston's just gonna swarm Walker and force anyone else to beat them. But that's my point. Is that I thought of the first team that's a mid-major with one really good player. If you don't have much supporting cast, then you know, congrats on making it. But you're gonna need other guys to pick up the slack. I'll give you. I'll give you another mid-major example of something that scares me a lot. It's 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 a perfect example of our point. It's South Dakota State against Providence. Providence minus two. Okay, yeah. everybody's you know you watch the Jackrabbits play in that tournament, and a lot of people got to see them for the first time, you know, and they go, oh my god, they shoot the threes all the time, and they're really good, and they go fast, and they play decent defense. It ain't the Big East, kids. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying to you. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make this an official play. I like all kinds of Providence there, and I and I love this Jackrabbits team. They've made us money this season. They've been very, very good to us, but uh, the time has come, man. And uh, I'm actually on the fence on that one. Are you? I'm really on the fence on that one. I saw a stat on Twitter today. Uh oh. South Dakota State ranks in, in the 99th percentile in transition offense. Yep. Providence's transition defense, 11th percentile. Okay. So if South Dakota State can control the pace, which is going to be tricky, but if they can, they got a serious shot at it. But when you're talking about Providence, who was a pretty high up seed, what seed was Providence? They were a four? I believe they were a four to Wisconsin's three. Yeah. Uh, a four seed only favored by two against the 13 seed? I do think South Dakota State's pretty live in that one. That line seems ridiculously short for a four versus a 13. I mean, UCLA's lying, what, 15 against Akron? Right. Like, two? South Dakota State, I think, is really live to win that one, in my opinion. So you think it's an okie doke? You think they're they're begging you to bet on Providence minus the short number there? I think they are. Okay. I mean, that's the thing though is, of course, you know, South Dakota State is a great thirteen seed. They're really good, but a four seed laying two. Okay. I'd love to be wrong. Tim likes them on the money line. Uh, God bless you. There you I go. Mean, Ken I... Palm, you know, is going to have all sorts of uh, South Dakota State money. I know. Right? I know. Now. Uh... There's a point that we wanted to talk about, and Michael Dose brings it up. 
wasn't Texas A&M or Oklahoma a better choice than Michigan for the tournament? Yes. Yes, they were. Oklahoma. Uh, cer- certainly but, A&M. Certainly A&M. Oklahoma, eh. But, um, but if you look at, yeah, I, what, Michigan was 17-15? Uh, 17-14. 17-14. No. And they lost to the... Okay, so let's forget a second about Michigan getting in. How the hell... Are they not in a play-in game? Indiana... Yeah. ...beat Michigan in the first round of the conference tournament, and Indiana's in the play-in game, Michigan's firmly in the field. What the hell is happening? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I don't understand it. I that's That's one of the bigger mysteries to me. Um... Absolutely. Well, the committee also paid no attention to the conference title games on Sunday because no, Iowa won the conference. Right. They're still a five. Tennessee won the conference. Somehow they're behind Duke. I don't know how Duke <laughs> got it too. <laughs> and Michigan, not Michigan. Sorry. Um, who else was I thinking of? A and M makes it to the final. They end up losing handily because Tennessee is very good. They were behind Dayton. Dayton's the first replacement team. Explain that to me. Yeah, I don't. I can't. The committee just ignored all of the Sunday games. Yeah, I know. I know. That's exactly that's exactly what happened. Uh, Summer Sweat bringing up one of the uh, things that we like to uh, bitch about on a regular basis. He says, likes the tw- the T wolves with their questionable players play injury reports in the NH in the NBA are super annoying. Yeah. Try doing a show five hours before game time and trying to make your best guess about who's playing and who isn't. Uh, I know he's looking at Anthony Edwards being probable and Patrick Beverly questionable. So that's those are those are two huge things. I think Anthony's. I think Edward, I think they're both going to go personally. I agree. Um, and San Antonio has a bunch of guys that are on the list, but they were uh, yeah and now they've been upgraded to, to probable because they were resting on saturday so i think i think it's just minnesota or pass but yeah I'm, i I'm, mean th- that was my main thing michigan getting into the field i didn't expect but if they're in the field whatever you really have them ahead of indiana yeah i know indiana oh. just beat them what are we doing we could do a whole show of bitching about seedings and who made it and who didn't and the I... truth is tennessee got a 3 instead of a 2 I think they actually got the better draw. Yeah, they. they like, why would you want to be a two in Gonzaga's region? And there isn't a, there isn't that much difference between a two and a three at the end of the day. No, and Tennessee's for... region is kind of favorable. Agreed. Um, James S brings up a good point. I don't, I'd like to get your opinion on this, Scott. It says most public don't know or even have heard of South Dakota State. Providence is a common college name in sports. Is that still the case in the days of in in these days of Twitter and the internet and ESPN Plus where? Are we talking gambling or are we talking brackets? Um, that's a good question. I, I think he, I, I think he's just talking public name recognition for college for guys that watch college basketball. Maybe oh, ca- I'm asking. Are you talking fans. about from a gambling perspective or a bracket perspective? Because a lot has of to people, be ha- has to be a bracket perspective. If you're a gambler, say, you know South Dakota State. A lot of people all over the place are going to be looking for a double digit underdog. They're not going to look at the spreads. They're going to read a bunch of random tips on upsets that can happen, and you'll see South Dakota State all over the place. Right. As for betting, that's a separate story. Because I'm sure people gambling on it are either going to say Providence the four seed, give me them minus two. And everyone else is going to say, well, it's minus two for a reason that looks a bit trappy. So Well, I, I would just say this. If you're not familiar with South Dakota State and you're a, and you claim to be a better on college basketball, you should probably stop. Yeah. That's that's what I'm telling well, you. Well, I'm imagining how many people in Vegas I'm gonna overhear 
saying Providence? I never heard of the Jack. What what are they? The Jackrabbits? What the hell is that? And I'm just gonna be like, oh god. Um, I again, I'd I'd love to be wrong. I hope I I hope I come back and eat a a big bag of shit uh, the day after that game that that Providence gets hammered by the Jackrabbits. All I know is I'm probably gonna have a couple of brackets. That's one of those matchups I'll probably chop down the middle. Yep, Nathan Cernus says I got hung up on the uh, on the apple tree because of uh, the Davidson. Yeah, up up six points with about a minute left. They absolutely shit the bed coming down the home stretch. That was a killer. Only well, pro- that's the issue I have with Providence too is that they don't exactly wow you. They find ways to win games. You know they're fundamentally sound, but you look around. There's a lot of late shot clock prayers going on with their with their offense. Would you agree with that? Well, you know, a lot and, of long distance and, three anecdotally, it seems that way. Yes. So the question is, if South Dakota State can get theirs offensively, is Providence in trouble? And the answer is yes, in my opinion. Providence, luckiest team in, in America, right? Yeah. According to Ken Palm. That's what I'm saying. So I guess, see, is that a, is that a lack of respect for the Big East? Or you got a team that went twenty five and five, won the conference. Is it a lack of respect, or the fact that they lost by about thirty to Creighton? Well, that's that's. I think that's. Is it is that recency bias? Do you care about that? I think it matters when it comes to how you're performing down the stretch. Uh, Zodwig mentioned it. Providence has not played well recently. They beat Butler by two, and besides that, they've really not played well. And mm. I had a great time watching them beat Xavier in that either double or triple overtime game, whatever. But I will acknowledge the team's fun and they play hard, but talent-wise, they're not the greatest team. You know, for a four, they're not a very talented team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I I mean, to do it, to do it night in and night out in the Big East, you've got to have some talent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) David Good says, Ann Arbor is much nicer place than Fort Collins. Great food. I have had very good luck with food in Ann Arbor. I would I would agree with that. Um, uh, South Dakota State's thirty and four. I know, dude. I know they're thirty and four. But okay, that's it. If you if we want to play this, give me. It's the same situation we mentioned with Vermont. Right, right. Give give me South Dakota State's quad run one wins. They played Alabama. Okay, how'd that go? They lost by sixteen. Okay, they scored eighty eight points. They just happened to give up one hundred and four. Right. Um. Okay, they beat Nevada. That means nothing. Lost to Washington by 11. Okay. Uh, lost to Missouri State. Lost to Idaho. Oh, God. You have 98 points to Idaho. Yeah, I know. That's um, one of their worst I mean, in conference play, they swept the board. Right, right. So they were really good in conference play, okay. but you can play that game with all these mid-majors. I know. Well, yeah. Again, they're a fun team to watch. I, my God, what a, I would just be ecstatic if they made a round through, made a run it's through really a couple of rounds. It's really matchup based because they play different styles. If South Dakota State can actually, of course, that's kind of the case in any game nowadays. But if they can get in transition and if they can shoot pretty well, not even insanely well, but pretty well from the outside, they will be in this game throughout the entire way. They might even be leading. Is it to come down to three point shooting? Oh, it absolutely. They were number one in the country, right? And, uh, yes, yes, they were, and, they, and so, by a fair by a fair amount. David, so that's Good, what I'm saying they get buckets from behind the three point line. David Good said, "Didn't the uh, didn't South Dakota State play the Mighty Ruse? Uh, yeah, they played they played them twice, and I saw the last game. I went to, I went to see South Dakota State, so they definitely have a warm place in my heart. They put up 86 against the Ruse. 
Rue is playing pretty good defense this season, but mm-hmm. yeah. But that's so- also what I think separates South Dakota State from Vermont is that Vermont has like one main guy that does most of the scoring. South Dakota State just swarms you with shooters all over the court. They just got a couple of really good players. So I think they got more depth if I'm comparing mid-majors. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, more than, more than most. Absolutely. Yeah. Roland says, hoping Michigan didn't make the tournament. Can't stand watching my hometown team not have a clue what to do. Just fucking stand around. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. However... I think this Michigan. I think this team is poised to make a run. I think they're uh, not a huge run, but I, I I see a possibility of a Sweet Sixteen. For what Michigan? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Michigan was going to be one of those teams that I feel like shouldn't have gotten in, and they would have maybe a Syracuse type run where they randomly make like win a couple rounds. Then I saw Colorado State as their first round opponent, and immediately were just like, oh yeah, Michigan all day every day. Like yeah. they're just going to win that game. They're going to have a boulder on their shoulder. They're not going to have a chip. They're going to have a boulder on their shoulder. That was one of the first games that I almost locked in a bet with. I was going to take Michigan minus two and a half, and I ended up not doing it. I regret it. I think it might have been three, actually. I just think it's a good matchup for Michigan. Bronco Devil asking about Miami-USC, and I'm sure as that gets closer, we'll talk about it. But uh, I actually like USC in that one. <sighs> yeah. I, I hate – I yeah, I really don't like either one of these teams. i got to be honest I don't either, you. but from a bit of scouting – I had a live bet on Miami against Boston College in the ACC tournament. And Miami won the game. But Boston College switched to a zone about, I don't know, a couple minutes left in the second half. Miami was lost. It's like they never saw a zone defense in their life. And I know that USC does play some zone every now and then. Mm -hmm. I expect the zone to give Miami some problems. I like USC. Uh, Yeah, Tim Earl pointing out the uh, Michigan runs into Tennessee in the second round. I get that. Which is tricky because I really like Tennessee, but mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee should win that game. Really. You sounded like Christopher Walken there a little bit. I, I really like Tennessee. That's... No. <laughs> Tennessee has no bad losses, <laughs> but the Wolverines have Hunter Dickinson. The Wolverines is a fun walking way. Wolverines? Wolverines. Um, yeah. Hunter Dickinson. I don't. Know, I don't know how bad that impression was. You can let me know in the comments. That felt good in my head. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. That was a heat check moment. We're gonna see how that goes. I'll say. I'll say this. It's probably the best impression you've ever done. Thank you. Very good. I don't uh, have many good ones. So. All right. Tim says I've got Tennessee winning it all. I hate Barnes as a coach so much, but his but do team you is so good are you ready to admit that some of these prejudices you carry against teams from the past? will influence how you bet going forward see i don't know if it matters if teams from the past because i wasn't gambling when he was coaching kevin durant to texas it's just a matter of i don't think he's ever made it past well he made it to the i think final four once with texas okay he's never made it past the sweet 16 all right tennessee and he's had some pretty good teams yes in tennessee but in the tournament fun fact by the way you know he has a losing record in the ncaa tournament yeah, only because of you. I knew that. He's he's one game under. All uh, right. Tennessee this year, I've watched them play all the time. They've lost to a lot of really good teams. But they really have no bad losses. And I still don't think Michigan's very good. All right. I'd probably pick Tennessee, but I think that's going to be a tough matchup. Let's do this real quick. Let's run through all the regionals and we've got we got prices um you can make an argument that every year. Well, I yeah, uh Zach, I agree. Again, I'd love to see them make a run. I just know that from past history, there'll be a couple of mid-majors. You just got to find out who they are. And I don't think 
I don't think teams coming out of that conference is going to be one of them. I, I hope I'm JB, wrong. JB, you want me to switch to the right side? Fair. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Does that make you feel better, JB? <laughs> That make you feel better? He's no Norm Stewart out in the first round. Oh, I wrote for I root for two teams, Scott, that have one Final Four appearance between them. Mizzou's never been to the Final Four. K State went in like 1960. So Let's go ruse. I don't think I don't think any team I root for has made a Final Four appearance in my lifetime. That's just hapless. All right, let's do this real quick. Midwest Regional, Scott, Kansas, Auburn, Iowa, LSU. Where's the value? Did you say LSU? I did. LSU, LSU and Wisconsin are tied for the fourth and fifth, uh, fourth and fifth betting favorite. That is very fascinating. LSU with no head coach. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I think it's either Kansas or Iowa. Okay, Iowa three twenty five, Kansas two fifteen. I really like that Iowa team. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I said it before the tournament, and they, uh, I'm kind of annoyed they won the conference tournament because they were going to be my sleeper like midway through, just because I said they're my favorite team in in the big in the uh, Big Ten this year. And then they won the tournament, and now everyone's going to be picking them. So it kind of sucks. Kentucky, but... Baylor, Purdue, UCLA. Or you want to take a big spin uh, at Virginia Tech 1600 or St. Mary's 1800? Well, Virginia Tech's just a pure robbery. They're they're what? They're like 11 to 1? No, they're 16. what? The 11 seed? 16, yeah. No, I'm saying they're the 11 seed? Yes, I believe that is correct. And they're 16 to 1? Uh-huh. Yeah, that doesn't check out. Uh, uh, so, no, I'm not going with them. Purdue, absolutely not. Matt Painter is an actual idiot. I, I will never back him to make a deep run in the tournament. Baylor, I'm not a fan of either because they had a couple injuries. It's either Kentucky or UCLA for me. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go a bit bold here. I'm going to go UCLA. Okay. As of right now. I could always flip it. I liked Kentucky a lot going into the conference tournament final or semis against Tennessee. Yeah. Without Shigwe, they are really just nothing. <laughs> they really just don't have a great supporting cast around them. But UCLA, do you th- this is the kind of year where they almost made it to the mountaintop. They failed. They got pretty much the entire roster back. I- is it weird that I think UCLA is undervalued after last year? Because I feel that way. I'm going to roast them for losing in a competitive fashion to the team that a lot of people are picking to win the tournament. Right. Like they gave Arizona a run for their money for what? Like 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not going to roast UCLA for losing that game. I think they got a pretty good price. Okay. Uh, you? Th- plus three I think you're going to go Kentucky, but I, I have to, I, I have, I, ha- you know, I, I want to go Purdue, but not a chance. Not a chance. I think I think UCLA had their moment. I'm I think Baylor's a little overrated. That leaves me with Kentucky. I don't I don't really I, I like this Kentucky team. I don't necessarily love them, but I think through a process of elimination, I've got to play the Wildcats. Everybody they got the best team. They got the best player in the country. So they do. But I am curious. You I know a lot of teams don't have many big men. UCLA has Johnson, who's not great, but he's a huge guy. So even if you could limit Chigwe to health. 13 rebounds. Right. I consider that a win. I oh, just don't yeah. think Kentucky's I just don't think Kentucky's supporting cast is that good. Okay. Um the Gonzaga Regional uh, almost an unheard of price minus 160. Oh god. So I I don't I'm assuming you're like me, you're not laying money on anybody to win a to win a regional. To win I a am region. Not. 
So uh, who does that who does that leave us anybody, with? You want Tech at four twenty five? It would be Tech. I think Tech would beat Duke. Any interest? I really like this Texas Tech team. I'll tell you what I'm going to put a little sprinkle on. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on this Memphis team at forty to one. I know they got a tough okay. path. I know they have a tough path, but you know they should beat Boise, in my opinion. Yeah, again, Mountain West. Yeah, as far as Boise is good, they're not great offensively. That game should be close, but I think Memphis will have enough. I don't know that I'm going to get involved there. You've got you got Texas Tech at 425. You got Duke at 500. I'm not really interested in either one of those teams. I I would take Tech over Duke all day every day, but I I think Tech is really really good. I mean, the thing is, a lot of people like Kansas. Well, it'd be nice if they played like it occasionally. Yeah, or, Texas Tech has really not been that good away from home. But you look at them in the actual conference tournament, they made the final, right? and they were competitive against Kansas for, once again, like 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. They played Kansas three times this season, won one, lost the other in a neutral, lost in overtime against Kansas. I think that was double overtime on the road. This is a really good Texas Tech team. Okay. And they're number one in Ken Palm in defense. Yep. So they, are, they excel in one specific area, and Duke... The truth is, am I wrong for thinking that Boncaro is like insanely overrated? Well, if you watch that last game, you're not. It looks like he's trying so hard to be Jason Tatum, but he's nowhere near as good as Jason Tatum, you know? Yeah. A lot of ISOs, a lot of random spin moves, a lot of whatever. And yet, I think he's pretty good. I think that he's definitely a bootleg version of Jason Tatum. Okay. My opinion. All right. Very good. Um, I don't have. I don't have odds on the South. Who are we waiting on? Uh, Anything from the South? I was going to say today. Oh, there it is. is. It was just first was, four. I got it. It was just under. It was just underneath. It went the three oh. regionals, the total tournament, and then the South. So. Yeah. Uh, Arizona has a tough region for being number two overall seed. Murderers Row. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's not the worst though. Baylor has the worst. I think one. Baylor has the, the weakest. Worst. Baylor's the weakest one, so that makes sense. So the South, you got Arizona plus one eighty. You got Tennessee, Villanova, and Houston, Illinois, all under ten to one. Oh, I'm pretty. I've been pretty chalky here so far. Is this? The, is this? They got the, Michigan at sixteen to one. Are you it, serious? Is this the year that uh, Houston finally steps up and realizes uh, their potential? Their top. What are they, top five in each in Ken Palm? Well, what do you mean realize? They made the Final Four last year. I mean, get get well, get all the way to the uh, to the to the title, the one shining moment. Can they get over the number one? Can they get back to the Final Four? But number two, can they win it all? I would say no. Okay. If they were fully healthy, maybe, but they have too many injuries. Okay. And props to them for winning the conference. You know, great job by them. They're missing so many great players. I mean, Sasser was so good <laughs> for that team. And him being out hurts. I think Houston might be on upset award in the in the uh, Sweet 16, maybe even the second round. But I do have to consider Michigan a couple of options here. Illinois, no, I think Underwood's also not a very good coach. Villanova, I don't think has the athletes. I've watched them; they're a good three point shooting team, but they crawled past the entire conference tournament. They really did not look great, but they won it. I like Tennessee as a team. They're very good. Yes, I like James, Arizona. I do. If you want to go long shot, I don't mind Loyola Chicago. But I don't think they would beat Arizona. They would need a couple of breaks along their way. But Loyola is a team nobody wants to face. You? 
28 to 1? It's not bad for no, Loyola. Not awful. Give me uh uh I like Tennessee coming out I coming out of that region. I really do. Uh, I think I think Arizona's got a good shot. It's a, a good team. If they can put it all together, they are a top four country, team in the country. I think I would pick Arizona, but Tennessee is a team that I have really come to like. Yep, Arizona's so damn talented. Yeah, they're they are so talented. They really are, man. They're talented and they're deep and they get it done. So, all right. So let's. Uh, do you th- uh, one last quote? Do you think uh, too many points for Norfolk and Baylor? Uh, I don't have any thoughts on that one, to be honest. A- anytime you're picking a one over a 16 or vice versa with the big numbers, right? it's really just how, how I, I don't even know, honestly, it varies, you know? See, I'm going to go, I'm going to go against what I just told everybody uh, about beware of the mid-majors in the first round. I like this Norfolk team. They won, they won nine of their last 10. I think they keep it within 21. I'm not, I'm not picking them for the upset, but I think they keep them. I think they keep it within 21. I think it's too many points. Fair enough. All right. Let's get to it, buddy. It's uh it is time. Uh you guys know uh, you guys know what time it is, right? It's time to uh grab those overalls, put them on. It's the Monday, it's your special edition uh basketball tournament overalls. So it's got the uh, stripes like Scott's have. So of course I want to remind everybody one more time. Check out the, the uh, contest that we're doing, the $1,000 first prize for best bracket, four other cash prizes, and everybody that enters gets our free uh, college basketball um, postseason. I'm trying to think of another word. Post, postseason. Postseason guide. Postseason tournament guide, yes. Uh, that will have information on all 68 teams, so make sure you stop by. Check that out. Get signed up. The link is in the show notes, or it's available at any of the websites, of course, Winners and Winers, Picks and Parlays, and the Max Wagers Network. You can check it out at all three of those places as well. All right, Scott. So let's get to it. Let's find out. Uh, yeah, you know, grab those overalls. Put on that straw hat. Climb on that tractor. Pull out the keys. Fire that bad boy up because, kids, once again, it is time for the Monday edition of Bet the Farm. Scott, how did we do Friday on our um, Bet the Farm play? So we had Kent State uh, plus one and a half against Ohio. Still don't know how they were getting points, and they didn't need them because they won. Cue to Banjos! Yeehaw. Yeehaw! All right, and we didn't get to Donkey of the Day, but Kent State, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, MAC conference was the Donkey of the Day for suspending three, four... Kent State players? Four. Uh, it was one for the entire game, three for the first half. Which was fucking ridiculous over an Instagram. For a Snapchat video? Or a Snapchat, really? rather, where they simply said, uh, what did they say? They said uh, F-U to Ohio. Akron. Or Akron, rather, yeah. So, Like, that that was it. There, there weren't any crimes committed. There weren't any whatever. It was no. straight up just cursing out your arch rival. And they got suspended for the biggest game of their lives, arguably. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Whole thing was stupid. Fucking ridiculous. So, all right, my friend, what do we got cooked up for today? Spoiler alert, it's not going to be from college basketball. Yeah, for this one, we're going to go to the NBA, looking at the Hornets against the Thunder, and we like the Hornets team total over 120.5 at minus 120 on bet MGM. Charlotte has scored at least 121 points in three of its last four games. 
Oklahoma City's defense, not very good recently. The Thunder have allowed at least 125 points in four of their last five games. Charlotte also ranks 10th in offensive efficiency and third in pace. They like to go very up-tempo, scored 140-plus against New Orleans over the weekend, and they played once this season. Charlotte scored 121 points. This number's too low. Charlotte should get to 125. There you go. That's it for Bet the Farm, the um, NBA edition. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Please don't forget to uh, check us out here every day. Wednesday night, Scott, we'll be recording, and we'll probably be doing it live like we always do. We'll, we'll talk about the Midwest and break it down completely with a fine-tooth comb. Where I think, we, as far as I know, we're going to be on Allie's show tomorrow night doing... Trying to make up, uh, trying to make up some ground over Chris King, who had the perfect five and zero on um, total chaos last week. So we'll be looking at, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure some uh, tournament games as far as totals go. So you guys mm-hmm. uh, check that out over there on Max Wagers Network and Picks and Parlays as well. All right, I think that's it, guys. It's Monday. Uh, it's the extra long edition. So thanks very much for stopping by. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Don't forget to. Uh, Come back each and every day as Scott and I will do our very best at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central to help you in the never-ending quest to head back to the window. We'll see you tomorrow.